Welcome to Nerdgasming with Robbie Rockets and the Dude de Real. Tension has been brewing up here in It's gotten so toxic at home. So much tension. Debbie's Dude. a drunk. Well, turning into one. Yeah. Nolan's secrets come to head. Even Mark's secret. Yeah. Of his identity. Mm-hmm. I uh I kind of liked that Amber they made Amber uh smart here in the uh episode seven of Invincible that she knew that he was invincible. I mean, it's not like it was hard to deduce. He's not yeah. really good at keeping his secret. But I feel like most stories don't put people in that position to You're just right. make it click right away. But also the series as a whole is a commentary on classic superhero comic book tropes so in this aspect it's flipping the trope over that the girlfriend doesn't know or she's so dumbfounded when he tells her because let's be honest how many times have we seen lois lane not know that clark kent is superman oh my god clark you superman i didn't know or, or mary jane not figuring out that spider-man is spider you know it's peter, peter parker. parker yeah it's true so I kind of, I kind of en- I enjoyed that little uh, aspect I in did. episode seven, to be honest. Also, Mark is kind of a dick. He's so nice. He's a dick because <laughs> he was trying to like do everything right and be a good boyfriend and thinking that coming up with these lies is protecting her, but in really reality, it's protecting him. And he's okay with just lying to his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, and they I- couldn't come up with like good lies or good excuses. And yeah, he wasn't time after time. It was like, I'll I'll make it up to you. I promise winning back her love isn't going to uh, win her back. Yeah. And him being late with all this, like showing up tardiness and all that stuff. It just wasn't helping his uh, stories. Not at all. Aside from like all that tension brewing, you have tension with Robot and the Mauler twins going on here. We are finally seeing this whole thing of the new body, the new host, the DNA, the body he goes into. Uh, yeah, the body, he it, it's very weird. Yes. It's a weird body that he goes into. It has an uncanny resemblance to Rex. I know. It's like so awkward that he the explanation, that body. Yeah, and the explanation for it is really creepy yeah just because of the way monster girl like had looked at him you know yeah because she found him appealing and attractive that's why he chose that look yeah he's still robot but he's robot in rex's cloned younger body which rex eventually with like some modifications i don't know if it's rex's body but it's like based on the coat like the genetic uh, yeah, some some type of a uh, type of uh, altered DNA. Yeah, thing going on there. It was kind of interesting. I thought in that scene, I felt we had like a a Luke and Vader scene from like Return of the Jedi, where he's in this new body and the new body's looking at the deformed body of what was. You know, like he yeah. got to look and see what he is now before. The real one is gone. And it's funny now that he's in a different body. 
he doesn't have to fight with the original saying which one's the clone and which one's the original, like the Mauler twins. <laughs> I also like the fact that the Mauler twins were explaining the whole cloning situation. And he was legit saying, after a while, you don't know which one is which. He said, to be honest with you, I don't even think I'm the original. And it's so funny because it made me think like, oh, so what if the actual original died and the clone made the clone, you know? That's probably what's been happening. So. Which, if you think about it on a deeper level, is super fucked up. Because that means your life is... Or not your life, your body is insignificant. It's just like a host. It's a shell. It's a vessel. And as long as you have the mind and the soul, it could keep on living. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it it is pretty wild. It's like you could just transfer into a different host each time and be alive in a different form. Yeah. So they have some crazy science going on there. Also, Robot pulled a fast one trying to wanting to put the Mauler twins back in jail, just using. Yeah. Them. But also giving them the fake code and everything. Yeah. Well, not the fake code, the fake blueprint. Exactly. He wasn't trying to have them really get away. He was just yeah. trying to, you know, cover his ass really. Also, it's so dope that he can control multiple robots at the same time. Yo, that was pretty. So pretty now cool. he really doesn't even have to go into battle. No, he could just he, be at, on the sidelines, legit researching and analyzing from afar, managing the team. Exactly. And just having almost an, a plethora of robots, really. Yeah. You know, to go out there and help the team, really. Keep keep, keep watching. It, it gets, it kind of gets weird with robots. I could weird. imagine. Yeah, Didn't, no, it, it's weird. You know, you know, it's going to get kind of weird because he's in a different body, you know, which has the DNA of somebody else. And... Even now, others are looking at him like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of fucked up. It's kind of weird in a sense. But aside from all that, we have Nolan getting the GED, uh, the GDA as yeah. uh, they tried to, I guess, pull a fast one on him. But he's too powerful, too smart. He's a god. All of this going on, Mark, he basically seeks out Eve and shit's gonna go down right now i know the whole side mission with dr seismic and them trying to save mount rushmore but also nolan being exposed all at the same time and everything coming to a head and visiting the suit maker and it's crazy that with all this we now get the sea creature that omni-man had defeated you know, going back in time. And now it's stronger by Cecil. Stronger. So he needs to kind of have this stop Omni-Man in a sense, or I guess distract him. And meanwhile, the Mo- the Molar twins bring back Immortal Man. Yeah. And <laughs> it's wild. Immortal Man knows exactly where things ended off in his life as he comes back. Well, you know who Mortal who immortal man is right what do you mean like the voice actor or no the who he is as like the person in the show yeah the character the character is abraham lincoln bro is it really yeah oh my gosh i didn't even realize that 
That's how long he's been living. He's been living a vicious cycle. That's wild. That's insane. I'm surprised you never caught on. No, I did not. Oh, man. Yeah. So that means he's been uh, surviving for a while. If uh, he survived John Wilkes Booth as well. That's what it started. It started it all. (laughs) So it's wild. He comes and the world really sees who Omni-Man is when he fights Immortal Man here. And let me just say, he does quick work of Immortal Man. I know. Like, like it's nothing. Like, that was, that was like a, a flawless... The sea monster was more annoying. Yeah, and he needed Mark's help to take the sea monster down this time. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's wild, because all that goes down with this episode, and it's Mark and Nolan, father and son, right there. And just those last words after a mortal man is killed and the creature is stopped, we need to talk. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for this talk. I've been waiting for it. Is that, is that like that right there? Is that how it went down in the comic? That is how it went down in the comics. That's, that's the thing I've been like playing with you. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Because that, that cliffhanger for episode seven was like insane where I was like, holy shit, I gotta wait a week for this finale right now. I know. And I, I know that would be your reaction. That's why I left so many like anytime we talked about theories, I brought it up on purpose just to get you like <laughs> amped up because you came up with all these theories and you got like so close, but you mm. never hit it. You never hit it. Yeah. And now mm. we know the truth. Viltrum is not a peaceful planet, but a warmongering empire. They are insane. And you know what's actually funny about that with Viltrum? They remind me from the Mass Effect games when the Turians tried to take over the human race in that game. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking more so Reapers. There's that too. I was thinking like when the Reapers take over a planet, we're doing a Mass Effect comparison soon. Okay. Both comparisons kind of do work. They do. They absolutely do. I had to throw in the comparison since, you know, we're like less than two weeks away. For, uh, I know from Mass Effect. Uh, Legendary Edition here. Oh, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Yes, I agree. To get back on track when this finale now airs, we're jumping straight into what happens after they need to talk. And for the whole first half, the whole first like 22 minutes of this episode is literally Mark and Nolan going straight at it no 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 that is not a fair assessment of the situation it is approximately yeah no it's about 20 minutes of nolan brutalizing his son and using this brutalization to teach him a lesson about how weak he is and showing how his weakness is actually killing people yes and i felt the, the whole, train, the train, the train was insane. Oh, that my was, God. Stop on Mark. What are you doing? They're dying. Oh, like, no, that was crazy. He basically took his son as like a shield and used him to kill innocent people and cause mass destruction. That was fucking wild. I honestly, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I've before. never seen anything like it either. Like that was Insane. I mean, I have, but like in animated form, you know, usually it's on the yeah. pages of something. But that was way intense because it's not only just that going on, 
this whole thing with Mark and Nolan, the conversation they have is about now Debbie. Oh, I do love your mother, but she is more of a pet to me. Dude, that was fucking nuts when I heard those words. But I'm going to be evil devil's advocate. I kind of get what he's saying. Oh, I get what he's saying too. Because he you know, you live that her. long. You live that long. What is he's right? What is 30 years in the span of 500? It's insignificant. Yeah. He, it's like he used Debbie to have a son so he can now have his son work with him and the Viltramites to take over Earth as that is the next planet for them to conquer. Yeah, oh, damn it! I can't, I'm not gonna. Spoiler alert! That's what. That's his trend. <laughs> Mark finds out he has a brother. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, Nolan ran away to another planet. He ends up having a son. Oh, that's fucking wild. But the son, because the planet he's on, the son ages quicker. Right. Yeah, and that's how it goes. So he's like Mark's younger brother, but he's like a young preteen. That's why Omni Man disappeared at the end. Yeah, uh, no, he disappeared. He he disappeared because he was mopey, because he was actually like kind of sad. But like, he just ended up on a planet and was just like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking fuck here, take over, and then come back to Earth to take what's mine." That's crazy, because it it was pretty wild that you know he was like gonna kill Mark, but then didn't do it, and then he kind of just brushed it off and flew out. Yeah, he couldn't fully get there, and you know. It's crazy when he does say, what will you have in 500 years? And it's pretty touching what Mark does say. He says, you, dad, I'd still have you, you know? And those words haunt Mark for the duration of the series. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah, because it's heavy stuff. Think about it. Think about if you, because I think it's hard to connect with that idea because we live up to what, 80 90 if we're lucky yeah so 10 years to us is a lot but when you live to a thousand or 500 the human life is more or less insignificant doesn't even matter if you have superpowers or not just the just the idea that you can age you age that slowly and you can live that long it's it's insane what do you do with all that time you know you can live so many lives it's true no it's definitely true like, you know? if he was never a superhero, that means he would have been able to just, he would have just killed Mark if Mark didn't want to agree with him, kill his wife, disappear, start a new life. And live, conquer, repeat, really. Yeah. Until Earth is a part of Trump. Yeah. And it's wild. They have now a whole mess has to get cleaned up. And... Basically, this ends off with, I guess you would say, Amber and Mark are back together. Yeah, that was kind of, I didn't know if they were like officially back together or just like friends on speaking terms. It's left on a cliffhanger with that. But we do end up with the four of them, you know, at the end, Eve, William, Mark and Amber. And we also get our appearance from Alan the Alien. I love me some Alan, man. No, that was that was great. That's funny. We we love some Seth Rogen popping in here. It's such a, like dry humor. <laughs> it's too funny. It's great. And we also see that Immortal Man is coming back. 
he's yeah. being reconstructed on once again. Because he keeps coming back. You can't kill Abraham Lincoln. The immortal is forever. <sighs> and it's wild that we had the show set up for what's to come. Yeah, it's weird. in that conversation with Alan, you it's know? also cool because you get glimpses of where we're going. Yeah. Like we get teases. Titan. Because Titan and Mr. Lou meeting, well, the dragon who we saw in the background of episode two, was it? When, when yeah. They, or two or three when they were vacationing. And yeah, yeah. That Nolan one was a douche. We're get, that's a tease. If you read the comics, that's a tease for the order, which is a supervillain group. Yeah, to me, I'm thinking this is like a Legion of Doom type of thing. Yeah. So it's cool because it, it caters to to people who read the comics and people who didn't. And you see Cecil's basically going to have an army, thanks to that, Sinclair. That whole situation's insane. Can we also backtrack with Mark and Alan? The fact that Alan pops up and goes, hey, um, I don't know if you know about this, but there's a Viltrumite. Yeah. <laughs> On your planet oh my gosh that was too funny <laughs> you know they're really dangerous oh i know he's my dad oh what the hell you're a Viltrum? <laughs> oh that shit was too funny oh can we talk yeah yeah <laughs> that was a that was an interesting combo it was most definitely i love and alan anytime even, alan pops up in the series it's always a good time we even got to look at what's to come of from mars that's that's it. I've been waiting to see how the payoff is because okay. it's cool in the comics. Um, there's someone I need to see become, to become made. Okay. And it's wild. We end right here with the season one finale and we get a renewal of the show for seasons two and three. It was a popular show. Which is awesome. It's a popular show. Oh, 100%. You go on Twitter, you'll find a million, you'll find hundreds of memes. So you know, I think it's fantastic. We're renewed with two seasons off the bat. Yeah, I'll be I, to be honest. I think this, uh, the at you know, this animated series can be five to six seasons long. I think that's I think that's you could churn out that much. The comic, the comic's not still ongoing, is it? Or it's finished. It is finished. OK, I don't know. I'm I'm hyped, especially a lot of shit happens. There's the going to be a lot of swerves. There's going to. They even teased big, like significant villains and characters that you just think are random people. Things things are definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah, that that big brolic guy when they were showing the Viltrumites. Yeah. Yeah, that big guy, he he's a major villain and he does some work, let me tell you. Dude, he 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 looks uh very, very threatening and scary. <laughs> Let's just say him and Mark have a very nice uh, encounter. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, it's a classic uh, Mark encounter, if you get what I mean. Meaning he's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Probably have to wait another year now for season two. Yeah. It's either wait a whole year or get so eager you end up buying the comic. Yeah. That too. <laughs> Definitely. And then right you're just going to text me like, oh my God. Oh my God. Without a doubt. I, I, if it doesn't happen in between season one and two, it's definitely going to happen in between seasons two and three. Okay. I guarantee you. I'll put money on it. <laughs> Rob, Invincible is over for now. Yes. We had an amazing first season. But over the weekend, 
we had a return of a very popular cult classic, I would say, movie that is a comic book movie. I will, I will consider it a comic book movie. Yeah. Last year was the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Over the weekend, theaters had a special showing, select theaters had Scott Pilgrim versus the world showing in their theaters and you can watch it. And I just thought it was a great time to talk about it. I didn't know you've never seen it before. Yeah, I had not seen it. It, it had been on my list and like to watch for, I couldn't even tell you how long. And um, I just, I just still hadn't done it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Finally comic did book it. adaptation movies. You know, and it's a very enjoyable movie. It's very funny. Yeah, you know, I'm like to be honest, I'm actually like shocked at how when this movie first came out, it got great reviews, very positive reviews for itself, but was a box office bombshell. It happens all the time. Happens all the time. You know, and it's funny. It feels like one of those movies that would that gets popular with the second wind yeah you know like another movie that i would say that happened to is like the blade runner movie with harrison ford when that first came out that was a disaster in theaters and now it's such a well critically acclaimed movie yeah fight club was like that also yeah like fight club did horrible box office and it caught second wind when it went on vhs because you know some guy's cousin's best friend's brother saw it in his basement and started telling the whole town about it. You know, it's, it's crazy how something that is great positively, but doesn't get the outcome for it. And like you said, the second wind is what brings it into fruition. I mean, obviously with the movie now coming back out again in theaters, the box office would rise and its prices for it, you know, yeah, and its revenue. And that's nice and all, but it's just cool to fucking watch Scott Pilgrim whenever you can and however you can and in all formats. It's amazing. I really enjoyed how these people he's going up against. First of all, it's hysterical that some of these people he's going up against are like superheroes in certain movies, like Chris Evans, <laughs> like hysterical. Yeah, everyone had his huge careers. Like Brandon Routh. I didn't expect to see Brandon Routh or Brie Larson. Yeah. Like I'm I'm I was like cracking up at seeing how Chris Evans made an appearance in this movie. I was like I know. It's amazing. He's a fucking vegan, man. Oh, yeah. oh, Brandon Routh as the vegan was hilarious. What do you mean? And, and the movie has so many great one-liners. What do you mean? Uh, milk isn't vegan. Dude, I just... I, Cheese I, isn't vegan? The nostalgia that I also get from got from like watching this movie was I felt like I was watching the Adam West Batman with the whole POWs and the whole comic book vibe with all that. And even like retro video game vibes. Yeah. You know, when you defeat someone and you get all the coins for it and whatnot. Oh, look, all these coins. Let me pick them up. <laughs> So I really, I, I, very enjoyable, I must say. Yeah. Rob, did you know bread makes you fat? Yeah. Garlic bread is my favorite food. I could honestly eat it for every meal. 
or just eat it all the time without even stopping. <laughs> you get fat. No, why would I get fat? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? That is my favorite part. It's probably one of my favorite parts. Bread makes you fat? <laughs> no way bread does not make you fat. <laughs> I, I, I think it was funny how Knives would keep calling Ramona a fat ass. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, she is far from being a fat ass. <laughs> but then it was also like the mid to early 2000s. So like being skinny was like all the rage. So if you were like any bit. Yeah. And it, it's even funny that, uh, what was it? I love how Macaulay Culkin's brother, Kieran, is in this movie too. Yeah. As, and now he's Wallace. like. Oh. And he's a major character in the show uh, Succession on HBO Max. Well, not HBO Max. It's on HBO, but I guess concurrently also on HBO Max. Yeah. I always oh. forget that HBO is a channel. I just always now assume it with, I always associate it with the app. Yeah, me too. Because if you have Max, you have HBO. I gotta say, man, I was I was dying at some of the shit with this movie. and I know. And when you really think about it, Scott is an asshole. Oh, well, yeah, he cheated on Ramona and Knives. Yeah, and he's also wild toxic. He's like the epitome of toxic male masculinity. He he wasn't giving up on Ramona, that's for sure. Yeah, he was while... like pestering her. They're obviously not a good fit, but because he was so infatuated with her, he thought that she wanted to be with him. Yeah. And then... How fucking macho is it to be like, I'm going to fight, beat up all your ex-boyfriends just to win you over? Yeah. Bro, that's that's wild toxic. Uh, it's too funny. And I, I thought it was so funny that, you know, his ex, Envy, had gotten with her ex, Todd. Yeah. You know? I was I, like, oh, that's 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 awkward. All around hysterical performances going with this. Oh, yeah. Especially the Duh. ending with Scott and Dark Scott. Bacon on the side. I'm liking that. Yeah. Oh, let's do it next week. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Be good. Yeah. Hey. What happened? Oh, nothing. We just shot the shit. He's he's, he's just a really nice guy. We're gonna get brunch next week. We uh we actually have a lot in common. Yeah. Oh my god, that was great. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have uh we're gonna we're gonna get brunch like next week, man. Yeah. So, we, yeah. Just we worked I, it out. We figured out what our issue was. Yeah. You know. So it's all it's all good right now. Don't worry. Be fine. A departure from the comic, but, well, graphic novel, but ultimately amazing. Yeah, that was, uh, I'd say, what, what, it was a well, well, great movie put together and everything. Yeah, I because guess. the the graphic novel ends in a giant mecha fight, you know, two giant robots fighting each other. And the director for the movie adaptation was like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> and he like mulled it over and mud mulled it over. And Edgar Wright, the director, was like, oh, my God, let's create this idea where Scott fights himself because he realizes he's like not actually a good guy, even though he thinks he's a good guy, but he's not. Yeah. And then, you know, what if they like that inner fight, that inner struggle with yourself all the time? Also, he like is kind of a pedophile. Oh, for uh, dating knives? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I guess I guess things are different up in Canada. I guess age of consent. I don't know. I would feel weird. So he was 23, no? 22. And she was 17. So that's weird. Know. That's weird. That's that's predatory. I don't know if like things. And are I love the fact that his sister kept making fun of him. Dude, I love how quick Wallace is to call his sister. <laughs> like they wait, wait, wait. Can, can we we forgot all star cast 
Anna Kendrick? Yeah, Anna Kendrick in this movie too. And she's hysterical, no less. Wallace and Scott will have a conversation literally one second later. She is calling Scott and like, I can't believe you're going to do this. I told you not to do this. And he's like, how did you find out already? Like, what is yeah, going on? Wallace told me. But I just finished talking to him. It's priceless. It is priceless. Wallace constantly telling him that he's wild toxic also. And I love how like every time they wake up, it's in the same bed. And it's like Wallace's boyfriend gets up or uh, what was it? Yeah, there's no privacy. It's very open um, and intrusive. I thought it was funny that Stacy's boyfriend was like with Wallace too. That was that was great. And then she was like, not again. Yeah. Oh, that that I couldn't stop laughing at. I was like, that's too funny. Definitely too funny. It's a great movie. I'm seriously still baffled. You've never seen it before. So I yeah, I kind of I'm kind of laughing at myself how I hadn't seen that. I'm dumbfounded. I, I'm I am legitimately flabbergasted. All right. Oh, it's hard to flabbergast me. And that, you've you've done it. Definitely a good word for it. Yeah. What was the best boyfriend fight in your opinion? I think the uh, the vegan one. I think the vegan yeah. one's the best one, to be honest. The vegan one tops it all. There's nothing. And then the vegan police. That's what I'm saying. Like the vegan police showing up. It's and just so it. outrageous. It shouldn't. It like it doesn't make any sense. But because and it's in this crazy world. The, the funny part about that, too. I don't know if you noticed, like the vegan police. One of the guys is the actor Thomas Jane, who played one of the original Punishers in one of the movies. Yes, back in the you're day. absolutely right. <laughs> So, and they had a list. They had a list every time you break uh, Every time he made a violation. You're under arrest for beganity violation. Code number 827. Five and a half and a half. It's bullroar. No vegan diet, no vegan powers. But, but, it's only my first offense, so don't I get three strikes? I mean, take it. At 12.27 a.m. on February 1st, you know only ingested gelato. Gelato isn't vegan. It's milk and eggs, bitch. On April 4th, 7.30 p.m., you partook of a plate of chicken parmesan. Chicken isn't vegan? The de-vegan eggs were Hit him. You ate chicken. Chicken's what? not no, vegan. You had milk. Milk isn't no. vegan? It's cow. No, that was probably the best one. It is. Yeah. And because of that scene, I've always wondered, does being vegan actually give you like superpowers? Like if you are full blown vegan, you are committed to the vegan lifestyle. Do you get superpowers? What are they? (laughs) How do they manifest? I don't know. We're going to have to. Does that mean you? How do you become a vegan cop? We're going to have to figure We're going to have to look it up. I got to look it up. It's probably a. You know that you know how they have uh, the city tests. Maybe they have a, the vegan police test. Wow, the vegan police test. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta study for it. You know, just, just crashing through someone's uh, workplace. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's your third violation. What, what are you talking about? That that cookie is not vegan. Oh, that. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh my god. This is my first offense. You had ice cream. I thought uh, it was dairy free. You had a gelato. Gelato's <laughs> not vegan. <laughs> what? It's not vegan? No. But the milk, it was lactose free. Still came from a cow. Yeah. Put your fucking hands up. They strip him of the powers. That, that was just too priceless. That's amazing. All right. That's the best seed. Who's your favorite character? 
My favorite character? Oh, hmm. Uh, I think Wallace, probably. I think Wallace was one of the funniest ones. Wallace is up there. Wallace is up there. Who was your favorite character? It's between Wallace and Gideon. Okay. Because Gideon's just like such a little douche. I I just thought it was great. Like, Wallace would be so on top of things and just how he can immediately make contact to Stacy just kept cracking me up. He just went to the bathroom. How? And then how about when uh like Wallace was covering for him with uh knives and you just see Scott jump out the window, grab his jacket. Yeah. Rub the bad batch. Yes. Finally. Finally it's coming. I think we should give a little preview of what the bad batch is for Yo, people who don't know. We have a 70 minute premiere for the bad batch who debuted in season seven of the clone wars yeah the first what was it three or four episodes four episodes i think it was four episodes we were introduced to this clone troop 99 yeah they all had desirable mutations and they are four guys in the start right was it four of them or five crosshair crosshair wrecker Wrecker, um, tech tech and then hunter hunter the leader and then there's always been four and then echo was the fifth echo became the fifth and then i think there will be four again yeah something's gonna happen i think crosshair leaves i think it's been teased but i'm confident crosshair leaves i have a hunch that one of them is not on their side crosshair like he's gonna be with the empire i think they work i think they do jobs for the empire but after a while they realize oh we're not really doing good but crosshair out of all of them seems like he'd agree with the imperial way of doing things exactly and it's gonna be a really good show because we're finally gonna see you know story right after revenge of the sith so we're still gonna see the empire with clone troopers still we're gonna see this clone trooper armor i want to see a transition from clone to storm armor me too also this series kind of sets up a new perspective for order 66 we've always gotten order 66 from the jedi perspective right what's gonna happen to see it from their perspective? an all clone yeah where there's no there's either no jedi around or very few yeah like what did they do how did they react I want to see did, how does did the Bad Batch even react? Like, who's to say the Bad Batch wasn't doing a mission with the Jedi? Yeah, that's that's my thing. I want to see how they react when Order 66 is announced. You know, I don't remember if Cody lives it during the uh, transition period. But what if the Bad Batch kills Cody? Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to know what's going to happen. Yeah, to be honest. And we're, we're even going to have a uh, Ming-Na Wei voice fennec shand in this series i know super excited super excited to see fennec i want to see how she plays into the whole series yeah me too is this how she meets boba i would love to see that i would like to see me some cad bane come back i would love to well no you can't no he would have been dead by now right after revenge of the sith yeah cad bane died a little bit before did he yeah because he probably would have been like season six because i thought boba would have taken care of cad in like the story between like revenge of the sith and a new hope in star wars 13 13 no because if the series wasn't canceled originally the first time a story they drew and there's rough animations of is a story where boba fett teams up with cad bane on a mission and they start fighting and it's supposed to that story arc is supposed to be the changing of the guard from cad bane being the top bounty hunter to boba being the top bounty hunter okay because then uh cad bane double crosses boba 
and Boba challenges Cad Bane to a duel, and it, it's really dope. So that would have happened probably like not season six, probably. Season six of the Clone Wars. Yeah, either season six or season seven. Huh. Interesting. So I felt it's like one it of like those happened. forgotten arcs, one of those lost arcs. So for all we know, we might not get it in the Bad Batch, or they might change it. You know, we might see Boba and Cad Bane, who's to say? Or yeah. what I think is what if we get flashbacks in the book of Boba Fett? Yeah, that's it. Won't be the fir- it won't be the first time we get flashbacks in Star Wars. I mean, Luke was constantly having them in the sequels. Yeah. Uh, Jin is always having flashbacks to the Clone Wars and, you know, his PTSD with droids. It's true. So who's to say Boba's not remembering I remember when I became the top guy? I know. That's definitely very true. I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. This is... This is going to be big. Yeah, no, it's going to be huge. I, and it, it's cool that we that we got something for such little time and they were so popular. Yeah. So it's, could, it's awesome. We we It's cool that we're getting more of that little bit we got. Yeah. I What was it? They announced that the Bad Batch were having their own show, I think, after their arc or something. Yeah, it was being it was being teased. Um, There were rumors circulating, you know, if you believe the rumor mills. And then they agreed to it. They like not agreed to it. They announced it when they had that Star Wars celebration. Yeah. And I have a hunch that this will also put together some stories that need answers. I feel like we could see how Wolf survived. Yeah. How Gregor survived, yeah. you know? How Rex met up with all of them. Yeah. you know. And I want to know what happens to Cody. Me too. Because I have a feeling where we see Rex have psychological breakthroughs about Cody in Rebels. Was Rex there and he doesn't talk about it? Did he witness what happened to Cody? So Yeah, because it's like weird. He talks about Cody, but he never like truly... Delves like deep down into it. Yeah. Or like, what if he killed Cody? And he, yeah, like he didn't have a choice. And they could show something like that. And then it could be said where, listen, it's never to be spoke of ever again. And that's why it is. Yeah, they made like some brotherly pack. You know how those clones are. Exactly. They all want personalities and they all think they're the original one. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the Molly twins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd be like two wreckers. Trying to go at each other like that. Oh my god! <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what clones normally are without the uh, Kaminoan, you know, incubation process. <laughs> I, th- I think the Kaminoans really take that part out. <laughs> oh man! They can implant Order sixty six. They could. Uh, they could do that too. Uh, I'm super excited for the Bad Batch. This is going to be a big, big story to tell, especially like. I feel like we could see maybe even like Bo-Katan show up in this maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, I part of me doubts it, but I can see it. You know, who knows? You could who know yeah, you're right. Who knows? Also, we could see even other Jedi. Obi-Wan could pop up. Let's be real. Ooh, no, what they're gonna end up on no, you're right. They end up on Tat. Okay. We always end up on Tatooine, no matter what. Have you ever? Yeah, Tatooine is our well-known desert planet. As long as we go to Tatooine and not Jakku. I think that's that's where the sequel trilogies went bad. That's where (laughs) they went wrong. 
They didn't go back to Tatooine. They, they, they created another desert planet. How many desert planets do you need? Yeah, they went. The only time they went back to Tatooine was at the end of the trilogy. Yeah, like why? That was a waste of time. We needed more, more Tatooine. Tatooine not you, you can another never, planet. I think that's what makes the Mandalorian so great sometimes when he goes to Tatooine. You know, you got to go back to where it all started because technically A New Hope is where it all started being started, the first movie yep. coming out. And we're there. We see the twin sons. All right. And John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra play the cue. You tell it, Rob. You tell it. Preach it. <laughs> you know, that's where it all comes to. All right. That, that you, nothing more synonymous than the twin sons and Mark Hamill's young backside. Oh, that, wait, that sounds so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're just enjoying the scenery. All right. The, yeah. The, we're just, this is like that, classic that nostalgia. One <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. You know, the camera's right behind. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Camera's right behind Mark Hamill. We see him young, staring at those twin sons, looking on for hope, man. That's it. That's Star Wars. And also with this Bad Batch, we get Echo again. Yeah. We lost him and we got him back briefly, but now I we feel... have some extended time with Echo and we're seeing Echo in this new life. We're definitely going to get an episode of Echo directly of what happened right after his disappearance from the Citadel. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was that was the Clone Wars, I believe, season three towards the end of it. Uh, We're definitely going to see exactly what happened after you just see a helmet roll down in that scene. What happened to the body? We've heard the story like they took him, but we're going to see what what exactly they did to him and how yeah. they did it. How he's part cybernetic and everything now. So this, it's going to be very emotional, I feel. It's exciting. So. I'm happy we get we get the Bad Bats. And in the winter, we get the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. So there's still plenty of Star Wars to come. Plenty of Star Wars. And I hope we get some gin in there, man. Yeah. Some Din Djarin, man. That's all we want. Din Djarin and, uh, and Boba teaming up once again. So I don't know if you've also heard of this supposed Mandalorian video game. No, I did not hear this. I saw this on Twitter that there's a supposed talk about a Mandalorian video game to come. No way. Yes. Who's, who's making it? Who's producing it? Um, who's linked? I'm not 100% sure who it was linked, but it was also, there was rumors circulating of it maybe just being an Xbox game as well. Oh, Interesting. Which I thought was interesting because to me, in my mind, I'm thinking now, what are we going back to the old ways here? How some of these games used to be only Xbox originals like KOTOR and stuff. So this is going to be. Uh... It's interesting because I think that's what we're going back to. Microsoft and Sony, they're going to try to buy up so much IP so they can or like so many studios to make these IP, this exclusive game you know you have microsoft just bought bethesda a few months ago and it's crazy remember when microsoft was in talks about getting discord yeah they just partnership with sony with playstation i know it's insane where the gaming world is going 
the industry is just getting insane. And that it's get it's gotten back to the hyper competitiveness. Because to be honest, we we lost it with the PS4 and Xbox One because everything was so interchangeable. I mean, obviously, Sony reigned supreme because they had more exclusives. So you were more inclined to have a PS4 because you wanted to play those games. It's true. Like The Last of Us, Uncharted. Horizon Zero Dawn, originally an exclusive. So a lot of those games doing that. Hell, so, Metal Gear Solid broke the fucking... That's another one. They crossed the plane. That's why I was so shocked that a game like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, when they remastered these games, they came out both on PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. That, yeah. That's Kingdom another. Hearts has always been PlayStation Sony exclusive. and Nintendo. It was wild that yeah. there was exclusivity, but then it was kind of dissipating, and now it seems like we're going back to it. Yeah, because I think Microsoft saw the mistake they made with the Xbox One and not having more exclusives and buying all these companies and all these studios just so they can have exclusive games and just have libraries. Because because that's the new, there's not even, it's not even a thing of buying studios for so you can create exclusives. You have to think about the gaming libraries these studios have because yeah. Xbox is really pushing hard their Game Pass subscription model. And you have Sony in the background with their, what's their version? PlayStation? PlayStation Plus? Oh, you mean the PlayStation Now? The PlayStation Now, that's the streaming, right? right. That's, yeah, that's where you can play like the games of the old libraries and stuff. So like, so they're pushing that and they're trying to build that now. But let's be honest, Microsoft, if cloud gaming and subscription-based uh, models are the future of console gaming where you'll see more people just signing up for these subscription memberships to you know play the you know have access to these gaming libraries and occasionally for certain games you'll have you know day one access when they come out and if we're going in that direction i think microsoft is miles ahead of the game and Sony has a lot of catching up to do. Do I think that's the complete direction? No. I also believe we have to look out for cloud gaming. Yeah. I feel that the PlayStation 4 was on the winning battle of exclusivity over Xbox One. I Honestly, like the only games that click straight up the top of my head for Xbox One are Gears. Gears of War. Gears and Halo. You know, there's, there's the other one. It's Halo. I feel like Xbox One didn't have that many ex, you know, exclusivity games. Like I think what well, the third Dragon Age was on Xbox One, right? The third one. Mm-hmm. So there was that. But you know, PlayStation Four dropped so many others between, you know, The Last of Us Parts One and Two, um, Spider Man, you know, and Spider Man Miles Morales. That became oh, yeah. another big thing. So. You know, I felt like that was that. And now I feel like with the series S and X, I feel like that's getting the upper hand, especially by the Bethesda stuff, you know? Because like you said, Game Pass now has what? Morrowind, Oblivion. Like yeah. it has all these- Look, we got games. Game Pass had MLB The Show, the latest one, 21. And that was they won. the biggest Xbox. I mean, uh, the that's a big Xbox thing right there because- this is the first time the show's ever been on Xbox. Exactly. 
So it's and crazy. The first time it's ever crossed that plane. You know, it, it's wild. And it's funny because you, yes, the game pass, but also look at like, I think at the end of the day, the Xbox One failed so the Series X and S can succeed and kind of innovate because I, you really have to look. Microsoft is doing something interesting with this cloud gaming. They're really putting a lot of time and effort into doing this. I mean, PlayStation has their own version. It's very like PS Play, I think it's called. Right? Um, the... They have, um, what is it, where they give out the free game you're talking about? No, 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 no. When you're able to play from like remotely. Oh, uh, the, you mean like the PlayStation Share? Where you share the game with someone? No, no, no. You can like remotely play the game. Like, like say you could kind of play the game on your like phone or your tablet. Oh, yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. It's almost like a, it's like a cross save type of thing going on almost. Yeah. It's a cross play. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. remote play, remote play. That's what it is. Yeah. It's something like that. Okay. Yeah. They have things going on like that now. Yeah, and now Xbox is it's like seriously expanding it where like I can play a game on my I can play an Xbox One game on my tablet. Yeah. yeah. So if that's also the future of the can you imagine that now you can play your video games on the go? It's actually insane that some of these games you can cross gen play. Like you can play you you could take your Warzone from playstation and log into your activision account on xbox and then everything just carries over yeah classes and everything like it's insane that you can even do that between different generation of consoles it's awesome it's amazing like it's it's made as exclusivity so much more important in terms of content yeah because now there's a larger hype when there's a game that's exclusive and it draws people in to wanting both systems. Yeah. And you're buying more, you're spending more on games. Then then now we have the subscription thing now. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, I, I want this new system, but I don't want to keep buying all these new games. Oh, okay. Let me get Game Pass or whatever it is. You know, I what? won't be playing this a lot, but you know, I like I like to have, you know, the option to just play these games with, you know, that they offer. Yeah. They're smart. They're smart. Gaming, gaming is going in an interesting route. I know. And I want to see how Nintendo responds to all of it because let's be honest, Nintendo is always a trendsetter. Yeah. And it, it's crazy talking about like Nintendo. Nintendo's getting access to some of these games that were only exclusive to PlayStation and Xbox. Because you know? they realized their weakness was that they had so many exclusives. They had so many first party games. Yeah. They barely ever did third party games. Never. They would all their their top thing was always Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Uh, Mario. It's me, Mario. You know all those huge hit characters that yeah. way. And there's been rumors for years now that Nintendo's working on a Switch Pro. Yeah. You know, a switch that is only at home and has a stronger processing and all this great stuff. Like it's so, like a legit console, not a in betweener. The hybrid. Yeah, this is a better way of saying it. <laughs> hybrid. Yeah. 
hybrid gaming. Yeah. So that that's how they get us. They want they want us to buy all these systems. They want us to buy these systems. They want us to have this ability to take our games on the go, so we can it can hold our attention. So, and that's that's why I feel like for me to get the Xbox Series X, I would trade in my Xbox One X to oh, that. I'm definitely since uh, trading in my Xbox One because it's it's going to be essentially the same thing as having that other console except obviously the more upgraded one plays the more upgraded shit yeah but but we'll still play everything that's downgraded Mm -hmm. so and i have game pass my game pass games are not going anywhere yeah you know so so it's it's really it's in the beginning of this console war but i think i think microsoft pulls it off this decade is the start of a huge ass console war for sure. Yeah. And it's a lot of it is because of COVID with everyone being home and stuff. And it's so funny. Cause I thought about this the other day when I saw this meme and it makes 100% sense. Avengers Endgame takes place in 2024, right? Yeah. Well, they're playing PlayStation four in 2024 because there's PlayStation five is still out of stock. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay i like that stretch <laughs> like the way it's going right now is the, these consoles are sold out like crazy Everywhere. yeah it's so hard to find so I, I haven't even bothered to try to even get it so you know what you know what i'll say that's how you do continuity all right fox that's how you fucking do it i see you're still bitter about the x-men <laughs> all the time <laughs> okay all the time <laughs> So you're telling me you sometimes sleep at night and you're like, oh, Fox, the way you did the X-Men. Listen, if something... Where, do you wake up at X- night, like, just yelling, days of future past? Yeah, I wake up thinking that I was in the past trying to fix it and it all still got fucked up. Not Trask, not Trask, not Trask, not John Trask! Exactly. All right. Mystique, please let Mystique be normal. Please let Mystique be normal. No, why is she Xavier's adopted sister? No, make it go away. Make it go away. The night terrors are real, bro. I'm sorry you have to deal with all those night terrors. (laughs) I didn't know those movies affected you that way. Oh, it's, it's been a rough battle. Now I know what happens when you're not optimistic about something. (laughs) And I don't like it. And I don't like it. <laughs> we should keep, th- we should stick to me being the uh, pessimistic and like not optimistic one. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. No more bitter Rob. <laughs> Rob, you got anything else for this week? Oh, I think uh, we've pretty much touched all bases for this week. Yeah. We even went off, off the cuff. Yeah. We, yeah. we didn't even have that video game tangent planned and it just was beautiful uh, we got that going that's organic nerd guessing right there oh gotta love that stuff gotta love it it's your boys robbie rockets dude dariel keep on rocking on baby and if you have night terrors because of any series or anything really i don't know talk to someone about it man don't don't let the night terrors take over That's your PSA for the day. The more you know.